the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Hello and welcome. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Avadia Blumenthal. I am 11 years old. This week is International Assistant Dog Week. A guard dog is is a dog that is special, specially trained to help people who are blind or cannot see. To celebrate International Guard Dog Week, we have invited members from South African Dog Guard Dog Associates to join us in studio with some puppies and dogs. We have Salome. Hello, Salome. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. From the Orientational and Training Department, Grazia who helps raise puppies that will eventually be trained as guard dogs. Leanne. Hello, Leanne. Hi. How are you? Fine, thank you. A blind lady who will take about, who will talk about her special guard dog, Tango. And last but not least, we have Peter and his guard dog, Oha Riley. Hello, Peter. Hello, buddy. How are you? I'm good, and you? Good. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi. The SMS number is 34519 and that is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 062-148-2374 and please sign your name. Get ready for a jam-packed, super exciting show on Hi Kids today right after this. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids. Four kids, back kids. My name is Avadia Blumenthal. I am 11 years old. We are starting a cool new future on Ha Kids Show where we are bringing in one of our special listeners to find a bit more about, a bit more about you. If you want to be a special guest, you can, you can send us an email on matt at com. That's M-A-T-T at C-H-A-R-F-M dot com. So this week is International Associates Guard Dog Week, and I have Peter Van Nikker. Did I get it right? Peter Van Nikkerk. Van Nikkerk. Um and his guard dog Oha Riley in studio with me to give us a bit more information about S South African Guard Dog Association Association. Remember, you can send in any questions to 34519 or WhatsApp them to us on 062-148-2374. Hello, Peter. Hello, Ovadia. Okay, let's start off. What is South African Guard Dogs? What are they? South African Guard Dogs Association is an association that started 64 years ago, and it was established by a very well-known lady by the name of Gladys Evans. Now, Gladys was, at the time, also a lady who didn't have eyesight, or she had, she was, she had poor eyesight, and then she turned blind, and she actually went to Britain to go and find out more about guide dogs, and what can a guide dog do. Now, a guide dog is a normal golden retriever or Labrador, Labrador dog, which we breed at our training center in the four ways Paul's off area and we then train a guide dog to be a guide to someone with blindness or someone who might have partial vision in other words they have got poor vision oh. 
And apart from guide dogs, we also train service dogs, and that's for people in wheelchairs where the dog is taught to pick things up from the floor, to open and close doors, to switch on lights. And we also train autism support dogs for autistic children in the window period between 4 to 11 years old, where the dog is really becoming a friend of that family and of the child, and where the dog is making a huge difference in calming the child and also giving, adding some peace and harmony to the family lifestyle. I have a question. Can Oha Riley open the door and switch on the lights and stuff? O'Reilly is a guide dog, so he's, I'm a blind man, so, you know, I, I need a guide to take me from point A to B to C. So O'Reilly actually entered the training school or the training course to become a guide dog. So he will help me to walk around obstacles, not to bump into doors, to take me down steps safely, take me across the road safely, etc. So no. The question, ach, the answer is O'Reilly cannot open doors and because he's not a young dog anymore, we're not going to teach the old dog now new tricks. So what happens when you're walking and he stops? Do you know that there's a door or something? Yes, you will use the dog on a familiar route where um, you know you know where you're going to. The dog will respond to your uh, commands as in go forward, turn right, turn left, find the door. Find the elevator, find the escalator, find the steps. You know, there's about 15 to 20 short phrase commands which you use for guide dog work only. And O'Reilly is taught to respond to those commands. Oh, wow. So if you say go to the kitchen, will she know where the kitchen is? O'Reilly doesn't have a perception of kitchen because a kitchen is for him the place where food is. And that's the place he would love to be 24 hours of the day. Yeah, like my dog. Because he can, he, he will want to eat non-stop. So, no, he's not talked to, um, with, with a perception where's the kitchen. Okay. Who established South African guard dogs and how many years ago was it? It was a lady by the name of Gladys Evans, and it was 64 years ago. Oh, wow. And how long have you been there for? I've been a guide dog uh, client or a user uh, for the last 30 years. Um, O'Reilly is now guide dog number five. And i actually been full-time involved with the association and nowadays as a public relations um, person for the last 15 years. Oh, wow. How many guard dogs do you have? At the training center, at any point in time, we can train up to about 40, 30 to 40 dogs um, in training. And in South Africa, we have approximately 300 to 350 working guide dogs. Oh, wow. Is it hard to train them? It is a lot of dedication and hard work. They first start with um, socialization as a puppy, and we have got... Another guest who will who will talk to us about that in a moment. Oh wow, that's amazing! I absolutely have to say your dog is such a cute golden retriever. Thank you. Pleasure, and thank you for telling us about your dog. Awesome. We will be speaking to Salome from the Orientational and Mobility Department of the SA Guard Dogs Associate Association right after this. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, 
four kids, bye kids. My name is Avadja Blumenthal and I am 11 years old. Because this week is International Guard Dog Week, we have invited a whole lot of people and dogs from the SA Guard Dog Association to come talk to us right now. I have Salome from the Orientational and Mobility Department. What, wait, where are you from? College of Orientation and Mobility. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, of South African Guard Dogs Association in studio with me. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ovaji. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, and how are you? Okay, I'm good. So, what do you do? I am an orientation and mobility practitioner. I teach the blind people how to be independent. Think of when you become blind today or yesterday due to glaucoma, accident, and other eye diseases. So you don't know, even if you are staying in your house, you become disorientated. You don't know where is sugar, where is the bathroom, where is this. You cannot even identify your own clothes. So what I do, I step in, I teach you how to cope with life of being blind. I teach you from orientation in your own house, own yard, how to cook, how to clean, how to identify your own clothes, up until how to use a long cane. I don't teach how to use a guide dog. I teach you how to use a long cane going from A to Z. How do you teach all those things? It's step by step. When I, when I meet you first, I teach you what you call it a sighted guide. A sighted guide is a, it's a, the, the techniques that you apply as a blind person working with a sighted person. What is it that you must do? Or what is it that the, the sighted person must do? Because there is no that thing of taking you over and putting you on the chair because you cannot see the chair. There are certain techniques that we must apply. Like when you hold me, you just hold the person the sighted person above the elbow, the hand that you are holding the sighted person on, we call it a guiding hand. So the, 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 the sighted person will put his or her hand on the chair and you, Ovaji, with your other hand, you will follow my guiding hand and then touch that chair and you sit on the chair. Oh wow, that's amazing. How long does it take you to train a person? It depends from how quick or how fast can the person learn. It takes minimum of three months. Because we don't just teach the person how to do a sighted guide or how to use a long cane. There are other techniques that is more to in, in, included in that training. Do you teach children? Yes. Is it what's hard, a child or an adult? You know, the children, because they, there are certain techniques that we cannot teach them, it's only for adults. So the children, it's easy. Whatever we do, we, we do it as, as if we are playing, knowing that those are the techniques that we are teaching that child to learn and apply. So you will be able to take somebody and teach them how to cook without looking? Yes. So can you, like, cook and stuff without looking? Yes, I've done that. Cooking on the stove as well as on the open fire. And then how do you know what clothes you want to wear? You identify your clothes with the texture. Like, you know, summer, winter, during whatever material. And then you identify your clothes as well as the pattern. Oh. Because they differ in in different ways. If it's the same shirt that's uh, different in in colors, but same pattern, we teach them how to 
like one shirt, you'll cut the label at the back. The other shirt, you'll put extra button on the on the on the corner there. The other one, you put like you make different identification on each and every shirt. How do you re- identify the light and the dark? You know. Blindness differ. There are those that can see light perception. They can just see light. They can't see nothing. And there are those that can see only darkness. Even if you do the hand like this, hand movement, they can't see anything. And then for those who've got light perception, they, when you move your hand like this, they can see that your hand movement only. Oh, wow. But don't they, don't blind people have very good ears normally? Yes, others they do. It, it depends from the, 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 the diagnosis of your eye condition. But in most cases they do have a good uh, senses. Remember, when you lose your sense of seeing, the other senses are kicking in, like hearing, smell, touch, and all others. But there are those who 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 lose also lose their sense of hearing when they lose their sense of seeing as well. Oh, so back to what you said about smell and stuff. Is that how they can identify different foods like sugar and salt? Precisely, yes. They use the sense of smell, the sense of touch as well. Uh, and how many people have you trained? Wow. Obaji, if I can tell you that I qualified as an O&M practitioner 1993. Wow. So you can imagine that it's quite long, and I practiced as an O&M practitioner for 16 years oh. before I go to the college and start teaching people who can see to go and be the Orient pra- O&M practitioner just like me. But even today, I'm still doing that. Like, at sometimes when they need me in the college to go and lecture something, I still jump in. But in most most of the time, I do the direct services with the blind people who are in the communities. Do you enjoy it? Very much. Do you enjoy teaching people stuff? Very um, much. Like helping them grow to like serve others, basically. You know what? At the end of the day, for what I've done with that particular person, I feel proud that at least I've made a difference in somebody's life. Yes. And how do you, how do you show a person, like, their bed? How do they know where the bed is around the room? What we do, like, let's say we, we stand at the door of the room. And then we do that in a clockwise. What is it that is at 12 o'clock? 3 o'clock on the right. And then, Nine o'clock on the, on the, on the, on the left, and then six o'clock is where you're standing. Oh. So, by so doing, you familiarize the person with the route, with the room in that manner. So, if somebody's going on holiday to somewhere, do you have to go with them and show them around? What I do, I don't just teach the person at home. I teach even the family members to know the techniques that they should apply wherever they go with that particular visually impaired person. So wherever they go, at least they know what is it that they must do. Did you help Leanne or Peter? If they need assistance, yes, I I will do. Oh, so who taught you, Leanne? Um, I had a trainer called Haley, and she was my guide dog trainer um, at my last guide dog training oh, yeah. course. They've got guide dogs, Peter mm, and yes. Okay. But what you can do, like let's say Leanne wants to know how to how to identify money, and then I jump in. I teach Leanne how to identify notes, 
coins or anything. Or if she wants to know how to cook, and then she will call me and say, Salome, come, I want to know how to cook ABCZ. And then I jump in to <laughs> assist her. <laughs> ABCZ. How do, how do you teach them to read and stuff? Fabric? Is what they do... Braille. They, they, they read braille. I don't teach people how to read braille. There are special people who teach them how to read and write braille. Uh. But I know how to read and write braille. I can assist here and there, but that is not part of my duty to teach them how to read and write braille. So you know how to read braille. And how do you teach them to look at their phone and stuff, or they don't? I do, I do teach them because most of the people today, they are buying these fancy phones and they know, they don't know how to use it. So <laughs> what I do, I go to the accessibility on the settings and then there you listen to the voice speech and then I go with it as it tells me what to do. Oh yeah, I know. You can put on that the, it will talk to you. Yes. Setting. Yes. I never ever thought of that actually. Wow. That's, that's really cool. And is it the, is it, the hard, is it harder than training a dog to train people? Not at all. Not at all. Because I'll tell you what, because of, I've <coughs> been trained how to teach the person how to be independent using, a, a, like, using a long cane as well as skills of daily living. And then for me, because I know what is it that I must teach the person, it's easy. As well as the guide dog trainers, they only train how to train a guide dog. They are not trained how to do the skills of daily living or how to train people how to use the long cane. So for them, that is easy. My job might be uh, difficult for them because they are not trained to do that. As much as me, my, uh, their job will be difficult for me because I'm not trained to do that. What's the difference between a long cane and a stick? They, you know, people like in overseas, they call it a white stick. Here in, in, in South Africa, we call it a, a long cane because of, you know, you use it to walk around with it. Even some people, they still call it a stick. To me, it makes no difference. Is it just metal or is there something special about it, like a little ball at the end or? That little ball, you call it a tip. It, like, like, so that, that, you know, that stick is actually an aluminium. It's made of aluminium, and then that little ball is just made it for 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 people because that's that 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 aluminium will stick on the ground when you walk with it. So it's meant to roll nicely. Actually, it's meant for people with arthritis as well as uh, maybe a, 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 a pain hand or whatever, so that they cannot tap tap tap. They can just roll their cane on the surface. Oh, uh, don't. Do they like, how do they know if they're not going to crash into like a wall or something? Because that you must uh, so you stick like stretch, out, the stick. stretch your hand out in front of you and, and then, and then you just move your wrist. You don't move the whole hand. You oh. just move your wrist from left to right, left to so right. And somebody. then you don't, you won't hit anybody. You won't, you won't hit any object in front of you. Oh wow. That's amazing. Okay. Would you like to tell us about any funny stories that you can... Wait, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Do you have any funny stories that you can share with us about helping people learn all the techniques? You know, people who are who are being self-taught, not being taught by anybody, they are difficult to be trained because of they've already so much used to their own techniques, whether they are wrong or right, but 
you know. So it's not easy to learn the old dog the tricks. So what I do when I step in there, I just show them or just watch whether they are safe or not. If they are not safe, and then I emphasize and show them that the technique that they are they are applying is 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 dangerous. And then, but otherwise, if they are applying safe techniques, even if it's not the techniques that I taught them, I just leave them with them because I'm more into safety than anything else. Okay, thank you so much, Salami. It's my pleasure, Ovadi. That was Salami from the Orientation and Mobility Training Center. Coming up, I'll be speaking to Gabby, who raises puppies that will eventually be trained as guard dogs. Remember, if you have any more questions, you can send them in to 34519 or you can WhatsApp them on 062-148-2374. Wait, before we leave, we have a question. What dogs do we use for blind people from Ari? Leanne, can you answer that? Yes, um, most of the dogs that South African Guide Dog Association use are Labradors and Golden Retrievers. And sometimes there's a mixture of the two because they find that if they breed them together, um, then they take traits from both of them. Um, also, I believe that there's a move towards perhaps using German Shepherds. Um, but if they do that, they're going to be choosing German Shepherds that have a very docile nature, that have no aggression in them. Okay. Thank you. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Ovadia Blumenthal. I am 11 years old. We are starting a cool new future on Hi Kids show. We will be bringing in one of our special listeners to find a bit more about you. If you want to be a special guest, you can send a message to matt at com. That's M A T T at C-H-A-R-F-M dot C-O-M. Since this week is International Guard Dog Week, we have invited some special, special guests from the SA Guard Dogs Association to come talk to us. Right now in studio, I have Gabby, who raises puppies that will eventually be trained as guard dogs. She has also brought some, she has also brought her puppy in studio. Good afternoon, Gabby. Good afternoon, how are you? I'm good, and you? Well, thank you. What is your puppy's name? Her name is Wella. And what dog is she? She is a Labrador Retriever. And who names the dog? So um, we, as the puppy raisers, we get to name the dog. But um, they're born into a certain um, litter, of, litter of the letter of the alphabet. So she was a W litter, so we had to name her with something with a W. Do you take the whole litter or just one? No, no, just one puppy. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be hard. Yeah. Oh, so can anybody be a puppy raiser? Anybody can be a puppy raiser. Yes, I can be a puppy raiser. <laughs> and how long do you raise them for? We raise them for about a year before they go into their formal training. Ah. And can you use Golden's Labrador mix? Yes. We did have one Golden Retrieve and Labrador mix. But she was the only one. Otherwise, we've either had golden retrievers or Labrador retrievers. Oh, okay. Fine. How do you find, what do you find hardest about raising the dogs? What we find most difficult is, um, obviously you become very accustomed to the dog and very attached to them. Um, so letting go of them is very difficult. 
but Wella is our 10th guide dog puppy. So we've been doing it for a very long time. And um, recently, guide dogs has been very kind. And when they go into formal training, they only go away for the week. And then we still get to see them on the weekends. Aww. So, yeah. So the process is a little bit more like you ease into not seeing your pup all the time. Um, but, yeah, that's the most difficult part is letting go. What is the process of training a guide dog? So we get them as a puppy puppy. So from Wella was seven weeks when she came to us. And um, we do basic training with her. So uh, basic obedience, learning how to sit, learning how to walk. Like I do with my dog. Yes. Um, and then every week for about three months, we go to puppy class, um, either at guide dogs or sometimes we go to like a nursery school or we go to a shopping center. Um, and then for the first year of the puppy's life, uh, we're responsible for um, just showing them the world, basically, getting them used to all different environments, all different kinds of people of different ages, um, different modes of transport, like going in a lift, going on an escalator, um, walking on a bridge, for example. You know, just all aspects of life that the puppy's going to need when they eventually get matched with someone and you know, take on everyday life with that person, then the pup will know exactly what's going on and will be used to everything around them. Why would you take them to nursery school or to a like shopping centre to So, um with the nursery schools it's very good exposure for the puppy to um interact with, with young children. Um you know, especially babies. They need to know how to be gentle and how to approach and not to jump on people and, you know, all of that sort of um, manners. And then shopping centers is great because it's busy. Um, and, you know, in your everyday life, you go to shopping centers all the time. So it's important that the, the dogs can go to shopping centers with their owners. They also have shopping centers are interesting. There's a whole bunch of different noises. There's different smells. There's different people. Um, there's different floors, you know. So it's a very interesting place for a puppy to be and um, a good place for a puppy to learn um, to not be distracted and to carry on walking and to not listen to that man shouting at him and all of those sort of things. So do you take her on walks every day and to the mall every day to teach her? Not every day, but very often. So mm. like on the weekends mainly we take her out everywhere we go she comes with. Uh, but then obviously during the week when we have varsity and work and everything, then um, she goes to work with my mom during the day. Um, and then, yeah, so on the weekends is the, is the time that she goes out mostly. So what happens if a dog gets car sick? You know, they vomit. Yeah, oh, shame. Sometimes they do. Um, but you just have to keep on traveling in the car and they eventually they do get used Does to it. Does Willa like the car? She loves the Sticking car. Sticking her head out of the window. <laughs> no, no, none of that. When a guide dog travels, they have to travel in the front passenger footwells. So oh. where the person in the front of the passenger seat would put their feet, that's where the guide dog must be. Oh, so that's what you put. How yes. does how do you train the dog to be so calm and <laughs> like she? Well, with the, the idea, puppy, yeah, so I know. Was, with the bouncing. idea of the guide dog is that when their coat is on, so this coat that she's wearing that says "When, when I grow up, I want to be a, a guide dog." Yeah, um, when this coat is on, she must behave. 
So oh. it means that it means that she must work. She so must she understands. When yes, she knows very well that when her coat is on, then it's time to be good. When the coat is off, she just she's a normal on. puppy. She has chewed our house to pieces. She's runs up and down the garden and goes in the mud and you know. Is she good with other dogs? She's brilliant with other dogs. Yes. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> okay, do you give guard dogs to people for free? Um. So. The person that um, will get the guide dog eventually pays a very minimal fee. I'm not actually sure. I don't know if, Peter, you can correct me. I think yes. it's 100 Rand. Um, the person receiving a guide dog will yeah. actually pay a nominal amount of 5 Rand. 5 Rand. For the dog and also a further 200 Rand, which is for the accommodation, yeah. the training when they stay at the guide dog training center. And that includes all the equipment, the the handle, the harness, the special collar that the puppy is wearing, the leather lead, yeah. etc. It will include all of that. But we've got a question, and this is for Peter. Is it easy to train a dog for the blind people from RER? It's a lot of dedication. I mean, that's why we uh, put our puppies onto the puppy socializing uh, program, like what Gabby and her family are doing, is to condition the puppies and, you know, to bring them up in a whole environment of uh, to be a working dog. And once they're then a year old, uh, they will be handed to professional uh, guide dog mobility or service dog mobility instructors, and they will then do, do the much more formal training work with the dog. Um, yes, I think it's actually, you know, depending on, on the dog's response, uh, but we try and make the training very fun to the dog, you know, that they they enjoy what they do. So they love their work. I mean, O'Reilly, when I pick up the harness, he will be very happy. And where are we going to, Dad? You know, and that sort of behavior that he will have. Okay. Thank you, Gabby, for coming in. I'm sorry, we have such limited time. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was so amazing to meet you and your pup. Thank you for coming in and bringing your adorable puppy into studio. Coming up, I have Leanne with her special guard dog, Tango, and Peter with his guard dog, O'Harali. They will be talking to us about what what it means to have a guard dog. Remember, if you have any questions for my guest or for me, you can send them to 34519 or WhatsApp them in to 062-148-2374. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Ovadia Blumenthal. I am 11 years old. Since this week is International Guard Dog Week, we have invited some very special people from the, from the South African Guard Dog Association to come talk to us about what we've been speaking to. What we've been speaking about, Avli Ann and her special guard dog, Tango, and Peter, who has his guard dog, O'Harali. They are going to be talking to us about what it means to have a guard dog and the experience they they have had. Good afternoon. Oh, hi. <laughs> How are you? Yes, doing well, thank you. How do you like having a guard dog? Well, it's great, and it's um, especially made it so much easier for me because my eyesight started deteriorating, or just getting worse when I was um, uh, when my children were in high school, 
And um, it was hard for me. I had to walk to school to fetch them. And at that stage, I was just struggling. And when I got a guide dog, it meant that I could actually walk to school to fetch them from school and walk back and um, didn't have to worry about traffic and stop streets and things like that. How did they feel about getting a dog into the house? Oh, you can imagine. They loved it. <laughs> they, were, they were very happy. And they also got me to come and speak at their school, which was lovely. Um, and I think they were quite proud of the fact that their mom had a, a dog that was allowed into restaurants and, you know, into buildings and things like that. And when the dog's not doing work, can it just run around your garden mm. and do anything? Yes. Yes. Um, I have three, three dogs altogether. I have a, a boxer. Um, and a little bulldog and Tango, who's a black Labrador. And they're all young. They're, they're all under two years old. Just worked out that way. Um, and so, of course, having that many puppies in your garden, you can just imagine they all run around and bark and dig and everything. And Tango just, she behaves like a normal puppy when she's not working. Did you tr- um, name Tango? No, um, they actually have a system at Guide Dogs um, that every litter that is born takes their their names begin with a letter of the alphabet. So yours is T. Mine's for the T letter, yes. And O'Hareilly is O. I expect he, he was, was O, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. And how do you enjoy her always being with you? It's a lot of um, it's a lot of fun generally, uh, you know. Um, shedding and oh, do you enjoy that? <laughs> okay, so there are realities of having a dog. Yes, they do shed. Um, and if I'm wearing white pants, then I can either get black hairs on me or brown footprints. Mm-hmm. And Tango is a, a dog who likes to swim, and we have a swimming pool. So. Sometimes in the morning she'll jump into the pool, go for a swim, and then it's time for us to go shopping, and she's not ready. So <laughs> we have to dry her off and brush her and get her ready. Um, so there there are those things, and then sometimes the dogs get into my things, and they chew shoes and toys and things like that. But generally, you know, if if I'm going out and I have a dog with me um, in the supermarket or something like that, it gives me a lot of confidence because then people know that I can't see. So they they will um, uh, offer to help me sometimes. And also if I'm going up and down stairs or into a dark alleyway or um, places that are hard to walk, then at least I can be I can feel safe that I've got a dog with me. Okay, so we've got a question. How old is the dog when it is given to the blind person from Gemma Blumenthal? Mm, Gemma, maybe Peter should answer that one. Um, Vardia, they usually in the region of about 18 months to 20 to 24 months old when a guide dog or a service dog or an autism support dog uh, will be handed and then trained because we don't just hand the dog. Obviously, the recipient will receive uh, two weeks of residential training and another two weeks in their home area uh, for a service dog and an autism support dog. Uh, the majority of the training will get done um, at the client's home. So, yes, 18 months to about 24 months old. Thank you so much for coming in, Leanne and Peter. I'm so sorry. We have absolutely no time. <laughs> Sweet, lovely chatting. <clears throat> Thanks, buddy. Thank you so much for and joining you. us in studio, for sharing your stories with us and teaching us about SA Guard Dog Association. Remember that SA Guard Dog Association is a charity. If you want to find out more about them, how you can help them or how you can visit them on the website, 
All you have to do is go to www.guardog.org.za. And I have one quick question before we leave for Peter. Peter, when the dogs are in training, am I allowed to come and visit them? Obviously, uh, by appointment, uh, usually we wouldn't allow people to come and uh, interfere or visit when dogs are in training. But, I mean, for a school group, uh, we do allow schools to come and visit, and we actually do contact visits uh, to schools as well. So if you would like uh, your school to receive a visit by a guide dog puppy in training, and a puppy raiser, you're more than welcome to visit us on our website and and and, and book book your booking. I just have one question quick. Um so okay, can I come and play with the dogs after training? Unfortunately not, because they stay in a kennel uh and a very controlled environment. So the best that you can do there is maybe to to befriend yourself to one of our puppy raisers and maybe make an arrangement to go and play with a dog with a puppy in the afternoon or over weekends. Okay. Tune in on Ha Kids where Alexa Abramson will be speaking to Jason Hard Darker about Irish dancing. Thank you to my guests from SA Gardog Association, to Matthew, my producer, thank you, and to Vusi, the controller in the studio. Goodbye.